Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm, you say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Greetings, folks. It's Script Shop. It's our podcast where we talk about screenwriters and their scripts. Hi, guys. Uh, it's Jack here. And I'm Allison. And can I say that mm, food. It, I cannot begin. Oh, God. You do the weirdest stuff as your know. intros. You really do, Jack. You're like, I've got body things, the weather, and also let me eat right now. He just ate a buffalo wing. I love buffalo flavoring on chicken. Okay. Maybe more than certain relatives of mine. Most likely oh. more than certain relatives of mine. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do. I thought this was going to be like, I love buffalo flavored on chicken more than I love it on buffaloes or something that would no, have I'm been way, kind I'm way of beyond that. We're, we're getting into the yeah. relationships I have with human beings. That's how much I love buffalo this, flavoring on chicken. This piece. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Um, I get it. It's, you know, I like to throw out a little bit about myself every now and again. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're special. Water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our show where we talk about Welcome Buffalo Wings. Welcome to Script Shop, Script Shop Show, where we talk about screenwriters mm. and the stories that they tell and the beautiful, amazing things that come out of them in writing that could have only come from this very specific person. Can you imagine if somebody wrote a script about Buffalo? I would love it. I always imagine somebody writing a script about the boring stuff you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because I just want to be able to say, nope, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, we know that you hot burrito you sent us the script with actual hot <laughs> and we're burritos also in tow. excited about it, but, but... I'm sorry, we can't accept your script. It's uh, Speaking of, yes. we, we actually really do love reading the things that get submitted to us. Yes. So if you have a screenplay that you want to submit that you would like to talk about, you can do it at scriptshopshow.com slash submit. And, you sh- and if you're going to do it, though, but don't write about the mundane nonsense that I try to open the show with every week. You have to use the phrase that pays. Yes. It is... Hot burrito. You can send it to us in any form. You can do hashtag hot burrito. You can hot burrito in the subject line. The point of that is that we received over 3,000 scripts last season. Mm -hmm. We're... We're really far behind on those things <laughs> because we're not getting paid for this. And so we squeeze we it in. We are a little bit, but we'll get into that in a second. Oh, that's right. The point of that being that, you know, this is not our full-time gig. We're okay with that for now. We have dreams. But we need you to say hashtag hot burrito or hot burrito on your subject line when you send scripts in so that we know you listen to the show so that we can prioritize your work versus the 3,000 others. And sometimes those people don't even know what they submitted to. I know. They don't. I know. They don't know. They're sending us real movies, which are beautiful, but we're a screenplay show. Yep. So stop. And it's pretty well outlined <laughs> on the page. But that's, that's all over with now, so it's fine. We're, we're that's plugging fine. our luck. That's fine. Bottom line is, folks, we're doing the best we can. And uh, we appreciate your patience in things. If you want to interact with us in other ways and maybe, like, drop us a line and say, hey, I did just send my thing to you. And then, you know, tweet at us or send us a message on Facebook with a hot burrito reference. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, looking up Script Shop Show on all of those platforms is a way to find us and friend us and uh, follow us. We do really funny things when we release episodes. Episode. That's it. Episode. Episodes. It's got a G now. <laughs> Episode. New rules. It's like DGE mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we release videos too. Frank, I think Frank is really brilliant at his videos that he does. Did. Did. <laughs> <laughs> now it's me and you. Yeah. But Frank was brilliant. So you guys should tune in to see if Frank ever shows up again to share some of his, his just very smart brilliant movie making mine with promos here well and the good news is with you stepping in it has meant the <laughs> baby cute quotient uh is gone up through the roof through the roof now on on these videos that we post and that's really put me behind the eight ball in terms of trying to do things that are well you know what and- jack you're you're a 37 year old man with an eyebrow going how oh, yeah. dare you I, know. <laughs> I hate the fact that i have to correct you and say it's actually 38 killing me inside thank you for teeing that up all of his 13 months old how could you beat that you're both redheads <sighs> yeah, how could you compete it's true. It's 
It's true. It's true. So our guest uh, for this week's show that we're uh, going to have on the show in just mere moments is Natalie Hulla, who wrote a script called Girl Goes Out. It is a 21-page quirky discovery college nine out short with some very obvious sexual undertones. And I'm excited to talk about these different things to figure out where they're coming from, what yeah. they mean, and what she's meaning by putting them in this short. Yeah, this is one of those scripts that has a pretty straightforward plot to it, but there's clearly like messaging in the things that are happening yeah. and she's choosing to have these things happen for a for, for some a kind reason. of reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're excited about talking to her for that. Um also we just want to say thank you to the people on Patreon yes. that send us some dollarinis each month. Um and the we we've had three Patreon patrons. See how hard it is? It Patreon Patreonages. Patri Patri hmm it is hard because it's tough. You, it's not like you can say Patreonites. Yeah. Well, we, no, there it is. Well, Patreonites. That was easy. <laughs> Bazinga. <Ugh. laughs> Why do you hate that word so much? I don't want to talk. We don't have that kind of time. <laughs> uh, but thank you to our patrons. We we truly, truly, that the fact that we've been doing the show for a little over a year now and that year uh, and a half. you've been enjoying it and, yeah. and to the point where you, you want to send us some reenies, uh, that, that, means, that means the world to us. Thank so, you. So. So moving along, we should probably, so. we should uh, probably have, uh, get Natalie on. That sounds uh, good to me. Now, Natalie, we've got Natalie waiting here on the phone. Natalie, you're relatively near us right you're now, very, right? very, very close. <laughs> I am, yeah. And in, you know, true Cincinnati form, I'm going to give you my uh, mileage away in minutes. I'm probably about 12 minutes from <laughs> oh, right now. Oh, Natalie. Here's, well, here's what should happen is you should continue the conversation Get in your car, right. let it hook oh up to God. your car, drive here in 12 minutes, and then have a 15-minute interview, 20-minute interview with us following That would be amazing. Oh, God. If I trusted Cincinnati drivers that mm-hmm. much, I would mm-hmm. be there in a heartbeat. But, yeah. So you gave us your I di- do not trust them. <laughs> so you gave us your distance from us in minutes, but that also probably means on some level you are down the hill and around the corner from, like, the United Dairy Farmers, right? That's the other way that we, people around here are going to describe where they're at oh, in a given sure. way. Just down, <laughs> just down the hill, just coming up the hill, you know, right by the UDF. Oh, exactly. I was actually, I took an Uber home a couple of weeks ago and my Uber driver was wonderful. He said like nothing during the drive and everything. And then like, as I'm pulling up to my street, he's like, do you know where UDF is? I was like, oh yeah, totally. I got you. (laughs) Done and done. Yeah. I'm even, even better. I had Skyline and Graders today too. (laughs) You're living the life. We are checking a lot of Cincinnati boxes on this show. Welcome everybody. (laughs) So you live in Cincinnati. Did you grow up in Cincinnati? I did not. I actually, um, I grew up right outside of Dayton. So not too far from Cincinnati, just about um, a little less than an hour north of here. What brought you down? Down so, south? Geographically not, speaking. Yeah. Not yeah. Like, we're not into the emotional stuff yet. Yeah. <laughs> what brought me down? Oh, many things. Um, <laughs> no, I, um, I actually, so I grew up in Centerville, um, Ohio, which is like I said, right outside of Dayton. And then, um, I went to Ohio university for my bachelor's came back to Dayton and then went back to Ohio university for my master's. And I got, um, my MFA in film. And as I was finishing up my thesis, it was time to move out of Athens. And my sister has lived in Cincinnati, um, right downtown for going on maybe like 14, 15 years now. And um, she was like, hey, I know you're still technically in school. Um, if you want to, you know, come live with us while you're finishing up your thesis, it's a really cool place to be right now, especially with the film background, with all the film industry, you know, just really blowing up right now. Um, yeah. She's like, you can totally live with us and finish your thesis and just take it from there. And then I stayed, and no one is more surprised than I am. <laughs> well, Cincinnati is such a cool city, and I feel Dude, like it, totally is. it really Sorry. is. <laughs> no, I'm I'm right there with you because I'm not a I'm not a born and bred Cincinnati either. And it's like you get in the city and you start meeting people and you start seeing all the cool stuff that's going on and how yeah. accessible all of it is, and you're like, oh, oh okay, I see yeah. you, Cincinnati. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, okay, there's like a lot of really cool shit here. Once you kind of like peel back the layers, because at first I was like, what am I doing here? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought I was going to be in LA. I thought I was going to be in New York. Or at the very least, I thought I was going to be in Chicago. Um, but no, I like, it, it's a really, really cool time to be in Cincinnati. And it's just a really cool time in general to be a creative professional. So it just all kind of came together. And then of course, I met I met a boy, and 
fell in love with him Aww. and now we're getting married. So oh, oh, my gosh. That's great. So. That's awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We actually just toured a venue today, so that's very exciting. Mm. <laughs> Are you inviting us? That's the night. That's what we the, love maybe. weddings. That's the implication. <laughs> oh, she said maybe. That's yeah. the implication that's for nice. sure. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that aside, congratulations. Thank you very much. What is your day to day like yeah. in Cincinnati? Sure. So I have a full time job. Um, I work at Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. Mm. I work in marketing there, which is like one of the coolest jobs um, I think I could ever have. Um, I do all the written like blog content. I do. I help out with social media. I produce um, and shoot video content. I do uh, the subscriber newsletter, all the mailings, anything that pretty much has like writing on it that's published from the Playhouse. I either wrote it, edited it, proofed it, had some kind of little hand in it. Holy um, so that's my full time job. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Do you feel like you're, I mean, it it sounds like it, but just to make sure, like, so you feel in that day-to-day work, you're able to exercise some creative muscle that you, like, went to school for? Oh, for sure. I mean, it ended up being, like, the perfect full-time job for me right after grad school, Um, because essentially what I do in, like, a big-picture sense is you know, the scripts come in for the next season when we're, you know, halfway through the current season, I go through, I read all of them, get a sense of the narrative, get a sense of the story, and then, um, work with the other, my, my coworkers and my boss and figure out like, what is interesting content? How do we sell this story? And so it's really, really cool. I had done a lot of content marketing, um, like as a side hustle, just throughout, college and grad school. So I had a a little bit of a foundation for it. Um, but working in the theater, it was just like this really, really perfect marriage of my content marketing, freelance stuff, what I was doing in film school and definitely with video production. And it all just came together in this really nice, seamless way. Um, yeah, it's a really, really cool job. I, I did not come from theater. I didn't, really do anything with theater outside of work with some theater actors when I was in grad school. And, um, all of us in my, in my film program, we had to take a film class or, um, an acting class. So Hmm. that was kind of my only entry into theater. And then now I'm like immersed in the world of it and I'm just completely awed by it. It's Mm -hmm. so, so, so interesting and so cool. And they're, there are a lot of ways that film and um, theater overlap, and there are a lot of ways where they're completely different. Right. And so on the one hand, it's really familiar, and on the other hand, it's really challenging, and it's just really, really lovely. I, I really like what I get to do there. So you were talking about how a lot of you were saying anything that is written that comes out of Playhouse, you've touched. So of course you're on Script Shop now. You're a writer. Mm-hmm. When did that start <laughs> for you? Uh, before I can remember, to be totally honest, um, I, when I was, I mean, when I was really little and like growing up, I'm the youngest of three and I was kind of just the odd artistic little, little kid. Um, I've always been creative, artistic and think outside the box kind of, um, person. And I don't know. I mean, I always, I always read books. I have always been a voracious reader. And I have always watched, like, I love, 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 like, my memories of watching Alice in Wonderland Mm. all the time as a little, little kid. Um, And plus, like, my parents loved, loved, loved watching movies with us when we were little. Um, So just being around stories all the time was just very, very organic to me. Um, so I don't even know when I started writing stories. I just know that it was like, a, I was very, very little wow. <laughs> and very young and they were probably like five words long <laughs> and it's just continued to evolve from there. But, but you know, I think that, you know, the idea of like growing up and watching, like, especially like you're talking about Alice in Wonderland, Disney movies with mom and dad, when you're growing up, that is a fairly quote unquote normal thing for a kid. But taking the leap going from, hey, let's watch a movie to, hey, I want to make something right. of my own, that, mm-hmm. that, that's a different kind of, that's a different a kind of kid. It's a different ballgame. Yeah, for it sure. It is a different kid. It's a different yeah. kind of kid. 
What, yeah. <laughs> it's what makes creative people considered like crazy. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's true. Did you just kind of naturally transition into that person that was like, I'm, I've seen this now I'm making it. Um, I've always just really wanted to, I, I've always been like wanting to communicate things and communicate ideas, uh, whether or not I was, you know, totally aware of it. Um, I've just always been a writer. I mean, English language arts reading, those were always my top grades, right. In, in school, like growing up, like I always tested very well on them. I took, you know, some of the enrichment classes for English and language arts and everything like that. Um, so it just, I don't know. It, it's so much a part of me that it is, it's almost difficult to talk about. Cause I'm like, yeah, of course I have green eyes and brown hair. Like yeah. it's like, of course I'm a writer. <laughs> okay. So then what um, is it, what is it about scripts and the screenplay format specifically that, that really does it for you? Um, I, you know, I, I remember when I was in high school, somebody asked me or a friend or friend's mom or something, they asked me like what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know, I really, really want to be, I, I really want to work in advertising or I really, really want to write novels or I really, really want to write, like, I want to be a screenwriter. I've, I've always wanted to explore almost every facet of writing yeah. and storytelling. And I just have this really intense need to learn all of those different forms of media. And I, I think it, in terms of me going to film school, um, I just really, really wanted to know how to translate stories in a visual way. And it was a huge challenge because I, um, I, my background primarily, like I would grow up writing like fiction and um, writing little short stories. And I would write so much when I was in high school and especially when I was in, um, when I was in college and I was getting my bachelor's, my favorite, favorite times of year were summer break and winter break because I had a really, really long winter break. It was like six to seven weeks long. And I would just stay up all night writing, mm -hmm. just like anything and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of wasn't totally sure what to do with that. And I was like, I need to do something. I need to pursue something like really, really practical that has like a short like funnel into some kind of like professional industry or some kind of like, there's a job at the end of like the line here. It's not just like me enjoying writing. Um, and I was like, I'll go to film school. And it, I learned every aspect of film production and filmmaking. And it was a huge, huge challenge. I'm still kind of in some post-grad melees mm -hmm. um, a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of screenwriting, I just really wanted to know, okay, so what differentiates writing fiction and a short story or a novel, like, how is that different from writing for the screen? Turns out it's very freaking different. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, you know, and Natalie, we've had, we've had a lot of uh, writers on here who I, I, I'm sure I've brought it up more than once when, uh, after having read their script, whether they have a background in theater or not, there's sometimes when a script feels like it would work almost just as well, maybe a few tweaks or whatever, would work almost just as well on the stage as a staged production as it would as a movie. And I can say, reading this and thinking about this script that you sent us, I really feel like this is uniquely best fit as a screen thing and not as a stage thing. The, 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 way yeah. it's, the way it's written and like the way it sort of lends itself to the kind of visuals, this Girl Goes Out script that you sent us, I think it really lends itself almost specifically to being something that should be on a screen and not on a stage. Yeah, you can thank my thesis committee for that. Mm. <laughs> all Perfect. My, all of my professors, there was a lot of, um, I don't know if you can see on the doc that I sent you, but it's like draft seven. And it's like in, in on my end, it's like, Draft seven, final, all caps. <laughs> I'm done so, with this. So, yeah. Well, I think, too, especially any kind of party scenes, you know, there's yeah. like a an intimacy and a smudginess and an excitement about parties that you can show on a stage, but you can't totally communicate the feeling. I think you're right. You know, that sure. feeling yeah. of like accidentally running into someone mm -hmm. on your way to the bathroom yeah. or to get another drink or whatever it might be. You know, everyone's drunk. At a party. Is, it, is that just me? Yeah. Is that, you both are like... What kind of parties are you going to, young I'm lady? I'm thinking about college parties, and I didn't go to that many, so oh. stop judging me. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Natalie, how does Girl Goes Out figure into other things you've written? Is this sort of all in the same vein, or is this a bit of a departure from your normal writing? 
Uh, I, def I don't think it's a departure. Um, I have always, in terms of, so if I were to look at my entire like portfolio of work, because um, my, my bachelor's is in creative writing, and I actually specialized in nonfiction. So I kind of, wow. as you can see, as I said before, I have just been a voracious learner for all forms of writing. Mm -hmm. um, but what is central to, I think, every piece of writing I have ever done is that I feel so compelled to portray and write the character as honestly and as deeply as humanly possible. Um, I'm like an incredibly complex emotional person and I have been able to, I have taught myself how to actually, uh, explain what feelings feel like and I have spent the latter part of like my writing career up until now trying to tell stories that that capture that feeling so um I mean the majority of my stories have either um a female protagonist or they're from they're written from my point of view mm -hmm. so I mean, my, my stories are very, very personal mm -hmm. and I want my characters, I, I want you to either read the script, watch the film, read a paragraph or a chapter and feel as if the character itself is breathing like right next to you, mm -hmm. which, you know, might be creepy, but, like, <laughs> but I, I just try very, very deeply to, um, for them to be extremely honest and how they are feeling in relation to the plot and in relation to the circumstances that I'm give, that I've given them. For this particular script, um, I, this this was my uh, thesis script. So prior to that, I had done um, three short films, and two of those were actually no, four short films, and two of those were documentaries. Mm. The documentary that I did right before this, I had followed a followed and interviewed and got to know a group of radical feminist activists at Ohio University. Um, they were primarily undergraduate students with a couple of graduate students, uh, but they call themselves fuck rape culture. Mm. And they mm -hmm. just tried to completely shatter the norms around what we call now, quote, rape culture. So they wanted to shake up the campus, the entire college campus, and make everybody aware of what behaviors, what types of ideas, what kind of feelings, what kind of things give rise to rape culture. And like, how do we eradicate norms of sexual violence? Like, how do we start to tell people like, hey, you know, rape jokes are, are not fucking funny. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. th these mm -hmm. are actually things, these are actually real issues we need to be talking mm -hmm. about. So let's change, let's reverse the conversation. And I was so drawn to them. I was so fascinated by them because they had so much passion. And I just really admired the way that the, like, a lot of those activists really made their stories very, very they made themselves very vulnerable yeah. um, in a way that made it then extremely relatable. And I was, I was just really like inspired by that. Um, so I wasn't totally sure what I was going to do um, with my thesis uh, film or the script in general, the story. Yeah. Uh, but I thought maybe I could narrativize a tiny chapter of that experience. Um, so by going to Ohio university, which is, quote, a party school, right. which, you know, I would never what college is not it? but like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it just, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an isolated college town in the foothills of Ohio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's a party school. Right. Um, but like the, the culture, the social culture is really, really intense. And I lived it and experienced it like straight on as when I was getting my bachelor's. So, um, I wanted to kind of take what I had experienced myself in like a regular uh, party culture where it's not, I didn't really infuse a whole lot of like sexual violence into the, this particular script, but the, I, the behaviors and the actions and the feelings that are kind of lurking mm -hmm. in that culture that are kind of seedy and sketchy and kind of dangerous and prevent either women or minorities or non-binary folks, like why they 
feel so uncomfortable in that culture and they can't really explain it. I wanted to narrativize that feeling. Well, you're so, uh, your yeah. guitar playing guy. So listeners, what we have and girl goes out. Jack, do you have a layout that you want to give for this one? I mean, sure. So Girl Goes Out, the main character is this uh, young woman named Margaret. And by young woman, I assume a college age is about mm-hmm. right. Uh, mm-hmm. And she she she's sort of in the middle of a quiet night in when her friend calls up and says, hey, come on. Come on out. We want and you to go to this also, party. Also, we're going to have to revisit this quiet night in later because yeah. that's a whole special <laughs> thing in and of itself. <laughs> so they go so anyway. out. They go out. They go to this party. They're they're meeting some people. Everybody who's not Margaret in the script, and now that you're talking about how it's really important for you to uh, communicate emotion and be on some sort of personal connection with the protagonist, Margaret's kind of the only character we get that actually has an, a traditional name. Everybody else in this script... Mm. Excuse me. Everybody else in this script is either labeled best friend or guitar guy or polar bear guy, polar bear guy. And and they're all sort of written in like an archetypal kind of way. They're not even really fully developed. And Natalie, I think that's on purpose. I don't think that's too uh, too much (laughs) of a stretch to read into. So she goes to this party and there's some drinks and she meets these weirdos and there's drugs and. Uh, she ends up hooking up with guitar guy and she ends up though with a dude in a polar bear suit. And uh, I mean, there's issues. It's a of, journey. It is a journey. Yeah, it's there's a journey. Issues of like almost teenage on we and yeah. feelings of inadequ- natural feelings of inadequacy, especially among young people. And what, what we get, you know, is is this person who's dealing with the environment, the environment as a whole. Yeah. There's all these archetypes of certain people that might be in a college experience and we have somebody who is polar bear guy who's different than somebody who is classical guitar playing guy. He's probably not a classical guitar playing guy. He's probably like he's got he he's, has a, he's, he has a limited yeah. <laughs> range of things yeah. that he plays. It's an acoustic guitar though, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you know, I think that that guy puts a lot of pressure on her to yeah. live in the moment right. in in quotes if you will live in, in his moment in yeah. his yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talking about somebody dealing with being uncomfortable in any situation based on the culture that is available that guy's the perfect example of this yeah, and so yeah, I mean, it, the, there's a reason this 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 script is called "Girl Goes Out." It's it's about a, a gal who goes out and meets some people and hangs out with her friend and just sort of deals ends up, with the world at large. Yeah, and has a night, and uh, that's I mean, is that is that sort of a fair? We're not getting into too many specifics, but is that sort of a fair description of this story that you sent us? Oh, for sure. I, I think that's way more succinct than I would have, <laughs> than I would have um, described it. No, I think that's extremely fair. I mean, it's. I, you're right. I, I wanted the characters because all the characters exist in the world as their own kind of stereotypes yeah. where all of their where everybody's insecurities are become their labels and their everything that they want to keep hidden is just like really obvious. And everyone's yeah. just kind of really insecure and really uncomfortable and so I'm just going to put on this performance of who I kind of think I am. I don't know. But this is this is how Margaret sees everybody else in the entire mm-hmm. world. And and so then all of the names of the characters are modeled after how Margaret sees them. Yeah. I, okay. So I have a question. So mm-hmm. I, I get, you know, people get pressured to put on a performance when they're going out, especially when you're young, when you're in a college situation. I know for a while there was a time in college where I wore like – handkerchiefs as shirts <laughs> you know okay. i was doing a thing you i too? was doing something yeah <laughs> for the record i loved it sure but you know you're, you're trying out new things and that is that's kind of like an awful and a special time in your life where mm-hmm. you get to test out who you think you might be and run through all mm-hmm. these different versions of yourself that you might be mm-hmm. and it's it's a little bit tragic that you like kind of interrupt somebody else's own thing as you're doing Mm. that you know like in this Mm -hmm. college situation if we're talking about these people just kind of being the archetype of archetype of themselves they're trying potentially to communicate they don't necessarily especially in the script have bad intentions it's just like this lots of little train wrecks happening as these people run into each other trying out lots of small things 
Yeah, I think that's a that's a really perfect way of saying it. It's like these itty-bitty train wrecks yeah. where everyone's kind of holding on by a thread. <laughs> yeah, it's a messy process. It's, it's a messy process yeah, figuring out who you up, are. Growing up yeah. in general. And not to, and also, so Margaret, we I, we should probably talk about the, the the way this script starts. But Margaret, <laughs> why not? It it's starts so out with her. Good. It starts out with her doing her own thing, and which is a bit. It's whatever it is. But she. The, what do you mean by whatever it is, Jack? My, the point that I'm getting to with this before we get into the specifics of page one is that she was doing her own thing, and then she gets pulled outside, and it's all kind of weird and insane, and it's it, it's sort of it's actually kind of tough to gauge whether or not she's actually enjoying or not. She's participating, but it's it's tough to sort of feel whether or not she's really into this whole thing or not, which I think is a pretty honest assessment of. You mean the party? Yeah, and like just being out with other people. Yeah, yeah. She's so Margaret in the beginning is is. At home, she's practicing tantric sex. She's with teddy bear. With a teddy bear, <laughs> you know, she's going through As you do. some practices of just exploring her sexuality. Her friend comes in, pulls her out. She goes out into this party, and as you're saying, like it's the dichotomy of her at home, right, making choices about how she's spending her time with huge bong rips. <laughs> yes, yeah. Versus getting pulled in all these other directions by people like that are just train wrecking into her in small ways. Is there any metaphor with the Tantra and the giant teddy bear? Is that her, like, seeking a connection, or is that just her hanging out in her room? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think she – Margaret is kind of – she truly just kind of wants to live in that lovely little place, like, where – like, that place when, like, you're stoned and everything just seems – totally okay right like I can totally just sit here and just be and I've got my essential oils and I am just gonna like surf that astral plane man like (laughs) I am good this is my space Mm -hmm. and uh, honestly the the teddy bear was more just like I, I the way that I imagined it was like okay what do I have I like I just stumbled upon this YouTube video that's gonna teach me the basics of tantric sex I don't have a partner here. What do I have? That'll be a really nice substitute. And it's like this giant teddy bear. Oh, man, that's so funny. Speaking of bears, before we run out of time in this interview, we should probably read our scene selection because Mm -hmm. there's we've mentioned polar bear guy now. And the the selection that we're going to read from is a little bit near the end. It's sort of after she's had this night out. She's run into we talked about guitar guy who she hooks up with at the party. Uh, Who and nobody really likes, for the record. Right. I'm just saying that. <laughs> he's a poor soul. Yeah. He's, 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 he's the most so lost he's of so all the kids hard. here. He, he is yeah. trying so he's hard. Trying so he's hard. trying way too hard. He's that guy in Animal House where what's-his-name comes over and grabs the guitar and just destroys it. <laughs> 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 Which is what oh everybody wants to do to that guy with a guitar at a party. Truly. Um, and then, I mean, she also runs into some sorority girls that, that have this whole mm-hmm. vibe of like, I'm just being honest, which is, it's an excuse just to be rude. Right. Which is that, right. that's going to stay with you well after college. So get used to that now in life. <laughs> and then she, she, uh, she's wandering around the house and she's in this room and then she ends up seeing there's this been this dude in a polar bear costume who's been there for a while. Actually, the way it's written, I wasn't even sure if it was actually a dude in a suit or if it was a like, real polar bear. Like it was an episode of Lost or something where the polar bears <laughs> oh, walking God. around. Oh, <laughs> wasn't sure. That would be weird. But so the scene we're going to read now is Margaret sort of having almost this like denouement with 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 polar bear guy. Yeah. So listeners, if you're following along, we're starting on the bottom of page 19. It's scene 13. Today, Jack is going to read Polar Bear Guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading for Margaret. And Natalie here is going to be reading all of our stage directions. So Natalie, whenever you're ready, take it away. All right, great. Interior, Margaret's room, night. Margaret and the polar bear enter. She turns on twinkle lights and lights incense. She sits on her bed and gestures for the polar bear to join her. He sits. Margaret picks up her bong and takes a long hit. As she exhales, she stares out too deeply into the cloud of smoke. I hate going out sometimes. The polar bear looks to her, listening. She passes the bong to the polar bear. He doesn't take it. No, thanks. Margaret takes another hit. I wish I would have just stayed here. I feel like that too, sometimes. The polar bear pats her shoulder. Margaret looks at his paw, trying to understand what it means. He takes it away. Margaret puts down the bong. She turns to face him. She slowly puts her hands around his head again. Can I? Beat. The polar bear nods. Margaret takes off its head. 
we see a 19-year-old young man, his eyes looking a bit exhausted. Margaret smiles a little, places the head on her bed. The polar bear looks down, fidgets with his paws. They exchange a few awkward glances. Margaret picks up her bong, takes another hit. You think your friend will be okay? Who? The drunk girl who is sleeping on you. Oh, I don't know. We aren't friends. She just passed out on me. Margaret nods, as if instinctively understanding. Moments of silent pass, quiet and empty. I hate this time of night. It always feels heavy. The polar bear thinks on that. He checks Margaret from the corner of his eye to see if she's looking at him. He turns his paws over and over, slowly, inside of themselves. I can't tell the difference anymore between staying at home, alone, and going out and actually socializing. Margaret looks at the polar bear's paws, lost in thought. You know what I mean? Margaret puts her hands on the polar bear's face in her hands. She slowly leans towards him and pecks him on the lips. They part. The polar bear gives a small, complicated smile. Margaret smiles lightly back. She leans on the polar bear's shoulder. The polar bear wraps his arm around her. Margaret's eyes start to droop. She stares out ahead of her, fighting off sleep until her eyes close completely. Interior, Margaret's room, morning, the next day. Harsh sunlight. Margaret sleeps on top of her blankets in her tapestry dress. She is alone. We hear the ringing of a Skype call. Margaret lifts her heavy, puffy eyes. She looks around the room as the ringing continues. She takes in the emptiness of her bed. The Skype ringing ends. She lies back down and stares up. End scene. Yeah. That's oh. that. That's such a. I mean, that's not quite the end of the story. She ends up having a, a conversation with with best friend to kind of wrap up uh, what happened to best friend that night. But that 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 little moment with polar bear is this like really chill come down. It's yeah. almost like she's talking to like like he he doesn't say polar anything. Polar bear's cool. Yeah, he's he's not too <laughs> terribly overtly. <laughs> why? Yes. Thank no. you. Whoa. Darn it. <laughs> he's not too terribly overly wise or sagey or. Insightful, but he does have that one little line about that he can't, can't tell, tell the, the difference, difference anymore. anymore. Yeah, yes. that is the line. That's the line of the script, as it's far so as I'm concerned. So good. What do you think about people <laughs> going out with technology nowadays? I mean, it's so easy to feel alone. I mean, I think it was. It's if you're kind of prone to loneliness or sadness or just kind of thinking about heavy things very naturally. I think it's really easy to feel alone, but I think it's even easier these days to feel totally alone. I was actually, and I hope I'm not totally oversharing this, but I don't really care because I tend to overshare, but like I was in the lobby or I was in the waiting room at my therapist's office um, a couple of days ago. And I just walked in, checked in, uh, sat down and I was early. I was like 10 minutes early. And usually like my instinct was to go to my purse, pick up my phone and just start looking at things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just sat there and looked up and like there was like eight or nine different people in the waiting room and everyone was just staring at their phones. And I was like, Ugh. I, my hair could be on fire right now. Yeah. <laughs> and be, nobody would notice. And then like, it's that, but it's that same feeling. And it's the same feeling of like, when you go out and you're at a party and you have connected with no one it's the antithesis it's terrible. of socializing. It's completely terrible. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I hate that people are just like constantly pulling out their phones to have moments to check things when you're socializing. I really do dislike that. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, and, and, it's, and it's it's a, it's a weird like circle that like as much as we have all agreed we all hate it but like at some point or like none of us is innocent of having participated in that also i only do it when i go to the bathroom and there's nobody else in the (laughs) stall with me i'll look at my texts i'll check instagram otherwise i put it in my pocket all of us are guilty except for allison (laughs) in this situation i'm perfect here i like people more than i like instagram But it's but like it's but it's, it sucks. It's a, it's a, it's it's that snake that's eating its own rear end. Like yep. you're just stuck in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's definitely yeah. no. No one fighting. knows what to do with themselves anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, in public. Well, but have you ever gone on like a like a first date after like these days and you're like I don't 
you're a human what i don't know i don't know what to talk to you about <laughs> yeah i mean so it, it's it's just i think the part of it is it's so situational and i think people sometimes have an expectation of what something is supposed to be and when it doesn't when it doesn't when the real thing doesn't meet that expectation then it's like okay well i'm out they don't kind of stick mm-hmm. through to see what else happens yeah well i, I, yeah. I think so yeah. I, I like that what else happens a lot of the times yeah. like if you're bored, just wait a little bit and something's going to be funny again and, and just, you know, 30 seconds is going to be funny again. <laughs> just breathe in, breathe out, everybody. I, I, I want to ask a real – this is a really quick, simple question. It doesn't have anything to do with metaphors or messages or feelings or anything like that. There's a line in the script where best friend is talking about weird little zits that pop up on your rear when you've been wearing tights for too long. Is that a <laughs> – I, I don't know. Is that a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> um. Uh... Probably, (laughs) probably. It's one of those, like, that whole little, like, mini itty-bitty monologue ended up being one of my absolute favorite parts of the script that I don't even know where it came from, like, quite frankly. It just, it wasn't, I didn't really totally intend for her to have, like, this moment. And then in the all in the rewriting process, like it it just kind of, like, came up. And it's, I, I just really wanted her to have this, break with anxiety where she's like no 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 no. you don't understand Mm -hmm. these are all the things that are wrong with me and they can't be wrong with me right and what's what's really actually really interesting and kind of heartbreaking and bittersweet at the same time um is any female or female identifying person that i showed this like the because I took this script all the way into production it was um I directed it produced it edited it all of it so Mm -hmm. um when I was showing people different cuts of it um when I was either talking to my classmates or I was showing it to a friend or just getting outside opinions every single girl every single girl or female identifying person completely identified with best friend and that little itty bitty mini monologue yeah and Every single guy or male hated her character Mm. and did not understand it. And like they hated her. She was like, God, she is so obnoxious. And then like every woman that I showed this to, they're like, that's me. Mm-hmm. And it was like the most. It was so heartbreaking. Once I kind of caught on to the pattern of it, it wow. was it was it was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, full yeah. disclosure, me as a guy reading this script, yeah, best friend annoyed me too. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it's like she's just she just wears all of the insecurities yeah. that a lot of women feel all the yeah. time. And like just all these itty bitty things that kind of lurk in the back of your head, but you never say out loud. That's basically what I try to do as a writer. (laughs) Well, what was the production? I mean, please, let's talk about what the production on this was like. It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, I had a really, really great, like, the, the cast were, they were all actors in the theater program. And they all had been friends and had been working together for quite a few years. So all of them had already this like organic chemistry. So it was like, we cleared this major hurdle, like right from the get go. Um, And by that point, like when I was actually directing this and producing it, like I, I I was exhausted from just film school in general. Um, And so I was just like, you know what? I really trust the actors and I really, really trust my director of photography and I'm just going to communicate what, what kind of life I want to breathe into this. And so I was pretty relaxed the whole time and which was kind of strange because we also had these crazy party scenes and party sequences with extras who are wearing these absurd outfits and doing these crazy things and where there's glitter everywhere. Mm, My dream come true. Like these like (laughs) the red solo cups everywhere. There's wigs. Mm. I mean, I was trying to capture this idea of like, what would a Miley Cyrus want to be? Like, what would they want to look at? What would they want their, their house party to look like? And so it was a little bit chaotic like at times, but I just kind of was like, you know what? I really, really trust you guys. You guys I really, do you. Really actors, Let me just, just watch. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. How long did yeah. you guys shoot for? We shot 
four days over the over the course of two weekends, and then mm-hmm. we did one day of pickups mm-hmm. because there were a couple of um, scenes that weren't totally working with like the thesis committee just for like a variety of production reasons mm-hmm. um, that we ended up having to reshoot and redo. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, throughout the editing process, I ended up cutting the entire final scene. So, um, really? so we filmed it, the but we ended up ending on a different, on a different note. Wow. So it, you basically ended it with the polar bear scene. Yeah, I actually, the, the final, like the cut point where the film ends is when Margaret is, it's right after Margaret, like tries to kiss the, the, the person inside the polar bear costume, <laughs> not the actual polar bear. Um, but she kisses him and he's like, uh, no, I'm not feeling mm. that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I thought we were connecting on like a spiritual level. Like yeah. what's happening here? I don't want to just do this sexual hookup thing like that everyone else is doing. And um, so she just kind of pulls back and there's like this awkward moment. And then she just kind of gives up and just, decide, and she's just like, okay, you know, what? okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go to sleep now. And she mm. rests her head on polar bear's shoulder mm. And he kind of pauses a moment and realizes, like, okay, this is a safe space for me to relax into. And he just drops her head or drops his head under her head and cut out. Mm. So it ends on kind of a moment. Uh, the actual a film in production ended on a little bit happier note, yeah. I would say, than um, the kind of sad, empty feeling that the script. Mm prompted us to do well if somebody wanted to see this film yeah how how could they see that how could they get in touch with you to to see it or talk about it or any of that sure so um i for most of my creative work i mean i usually i i post i repost and publish a lot of the work that i do with the playhouse um on my website which is uh natalie that's N-A-T-A-L-I-E-H-U-L-L-A.com. Um, but I do, I, I track a lot of my creative work on my Instagram, which is Natalie C. Writes, as in mm-hmm. W-R-I-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that, I've got like my website link on my Instagram handle. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that's a good way. I've I've actually got the the entire like finished, produced uh, thesis committee approved film. Um, I've got it on my Vimeo, which I'll just link to my website oh, and score. make sure awesome. it's on my blog roll. Awesome. Yeah, because I really would like to see this because, I mean, you, you're yeah. talking about you're near the end of film school and you're already exhausted. And usually when you're getting near the end of school and maybe you want to throw like a big graduation party or whatever and you want to you have to take time to put planning into that. You're already kind of tired, but you're you, you you're already tired from the end of school. And then you got to make a movie <laughs> about a party at the end of the year, <laughs> which is just, I mean, just you're, you're hitting yourself in the head with a it's hammer. Exhausting. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Good that's, for that's you. a very accurate metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, that's super cool. Do you feel like you were able – do you feel like now that you've you, – this was your thesis project and you talked about having to – wanting to be – you know, have this like emotional connection and communication of feelings and personality in your work. Do you feel like now that you've produced this work, do you feel like what you wanted to communicate in script form made it into the film? I do. I do. And I think a lot of – the the film actually – let me start over. <laughs> the, speaking of exhaustion, um, but the the actual finished product looks super different than what I was envisioning when I was writing mm. the script. So um, I, I worked a lot with my professors to. They're like, it's just not as crazy as it sounds or reads on the page, you need to like crank the volume. So we ended up doing like a couple of reshoots and and pickups and everything. Um, But one of the things that really took it to the level that they were looking for is I ended up completely going a little bit bonkers with the way that I edited the film. So originally I just did like a straightforward kind of classical cut of the film, Mm -hmm. just like scene by scene by scene. And like, okay, so who are we paying attention to in this scene? Let's cut to them and make sure we anchor the scene with their perspective and then like get the other responsible, blah, blah. And then they're like, yeah, it's not working. (laughs) And then like, by the time I got like those notes, 
it wasn't totally feasible to go reshoot the entire film. And so I ended up having to look at like the assets that I had and the actual footage that I had and was like, okay, now I'm in post-production. What do I do to crank the volume? And so I ended up editing it almost as if it has like a music video vibe, mm-hmm. um, kind of like a really, 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 really low budge Scott Pilgrim where okay. they Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, my director of photography, Josh, um, Hanisak, he is this incredible editor and he does, he works a lot with graphics. And so I actually just kind of quote hired him. <laughs> I asked him to really elevate some aspects of the script and literally put them on screen. Mm-hmm. So, um, for I, I think the the easiest example I can uh, point to is when best friend has this has that little mini monologue where she's like I can't have cellulite I can't have any of these things otherwise guys won't like me and that's the gospel truth <laughs> um, I, I what we ended up doing was just adding like bullet point graphics mm. of all the things that she's saying and just having them zoom in as she's saying it to elevate how frantic she feels. And so we ended up doing that with all of the characters. Um, So, Mm -hmm. and just to kind of enhance a lot of the little ideas and messaging that we're really trying to get across. Cause I was like, okay, either I'm going to go subtle or I'm going to go really, really big and loud. And so I ended up going really big and loud. um, This sounds amazing. (laughs) It sounds, I'd love to see that. And I would be (laughs) remiss to mention the Sindependent Film Festival since then he's only multi-genre, multi-type film festival that Jack and I are a part of. That, sure, which yeah, you, you of should course. you should you should submit. You should look it up. Yeah, you should look it yeah. up. You should submit sindependentfilmfest.org. We do not limit perspective, and so we love Perfect. seeing cool stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, um, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the show. today. Yeah, seriously, for sharing this awesome, awesome story with us. Oh, thank you it's so much. So that that cool. means so much to me. A lot of times, I feel like I'm just way inside my head. And no one's going to give a shit. So. Oh, well, here we are. So. And we're we're transmitting you to all the listeners we could possibly reach because we like knowing what you're thinking about. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks so much, Natalie. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, there's Natalie. That was cool. That was great. I, I was Another really... Cincinnatian we could run into. I know. And it, she should submit, first of all. And second of all, like it, I, as much as I enjoyed reading the script, like I was really happy to get – what what all the perspective on this and yeah. where it was all coming from yep. and the message that she was that her intention There's was so much thought that was put into this yeah, yeah. so much uh, if you've written something with a lot of thought or maybe not that much whatever we're we're open to checking out different things we're open to good stories and you know what we don't know where you're coming from until we talk to you on the show that's exactly right and the only way to do that is by sending us your work and doing that by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit that's right and don't forget you can check us out on facebook instagram or twitter script shop show and on uh twitter i am your bestie westy on twitter i'm at script shop jack we're funny Ish. <laughs> I'm okay. If you want to see some baby pictures, you can find them on Twitter or Instagram. It's there you good. go. Yeah. Um, we love talking and sharing with you guys all these stories that we have. Um, so thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it enormously. Awesome. Yes, very much. And until next week, friends, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West. Hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley. Produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by Bensound.com. Outro music by Purple-Planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.